will take it. I will take it. I will take the ring to Mordor. Though, I do not know the way. I will help you bear this burden, Frodo Baggins, as long as it is yours to bear. If by my life or death I can protect you, I will. You have my sword. And you have my bow. And my axe. You carry the fates of us all, little one. If this is indeed the will of the council, then Gondor will see it done. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Make my day. Best day, big boy, huh? That's bright. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. You shall not podcast. Unless it's Facing Off, a podcast where we take similar bits of entertainment and we compare, contrast, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. I am Gabe, son of Perry. And these are my two co-hosts. <laughs> Nick, announce your name. Get caught up on Son of Perry. Sorry. Son of Perry. I'm Nick, son of Mike. <laughs> and Layla? And I am Layla, son of Ali. That is great. Uh, I'm so excited to be doing the one podcast to rule them all. We are going to talk about the three... Lord of the Rings movies, those are The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King. You dropped this, King. Uh, We are having a special episode where we each brought a guest to come on this quest with us. So, um, Layla, you want to introduce everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So this is obviously very exciting for us. We've never had an episode quite this big we've got three guests with us on today and we've all chosen our you know our special lord of the rings love our the sam to our frodo so um i'm gonna start i'm gonna introduce my my buddy here ava um i've known ava my entire life she was in the waiting room when i was born (laughs) yeah um which is pretty crazy but we this is our entire childhood this is very sentimental for us both we us and our brothers did nothing else in our childhood but watch Lord of the Rings and read the books. So this is very special for us, and I'm so happy she's here. Uh, Gabe, why don't you go ahead and tell us about a return guest to the pod? Yep, friend of the pod, Clay Susick. He's back. Everybody has been dying to hear him on another episode, and I had to bring him on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, he is definitely worthy of this quest, but the main reason why I brought him on is to piss off our friend Kevin. Um, Clay, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Excited to be back. This is uh, this is a quest indeed. There's a lot to talk about, and a lot of people, I'm sure, will be will be yelling over each other. You carry a heavy burden, Clay, uh, <laughs> and you, Nick. Who did you bring along? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh, I brought along... Who's that little guy? I brought along a real-life hobbit, <laughs> Aaron W. Harrington, W.H. Harrington. W.H., yep. Uh, a reader of the books, um, <laughs> a king amongst men, um, and uh, a big fantasy nerd. So he's here. Woo. And, and he's been on the podcast before. He's an associate he of the podcast. 
Yes. And I'm not really that short, but thank you. He's not. You're actually probably <laughs> the, the tallest, tallest one in the Zoom. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Feet, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's the hairy yeah, feet. It's super hairy feet. <laughs> yeah, super hairy feet. Proud feet! <laughs> um, Big fan of fireworks. Cool. Well, so happy to have you guys on. I think this is going to be an epic quest indeed. Um, let's get into this. Sorry, my dog is... My, my, my warg in the background is, <laughs> is whining like the beast that he is. Um... Let's, Nick. Why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off with a discussion How about, about a poll? Yeah, let's do a poll. Let's do a poll. Who okay. rewatched all three of these movies? Oh yeah, I did. Me, everybody, yeah. right? Definitely. Okay. Yes. Who rewatched all of the movies as extended cuts? Me. No. Yes. <laughs> I actually Wait, chose so not to. You chose time. not to? Oh wow! I, it's just same. Layla and Ava. Wow, I didn't expect that. Wait, yeah, I did. And, and Clay. Oh, and Clay and Clay. Okay. And yeah, Brett, Clay. Who rewatched <laughs> the first hours. one as an extended cut and then said, "Nah, I can't be bothered with this." <laughs> what? That was me. <laughs> oh. That was what I did. Uh, I watched the three-hour and forty-seven-long, forty-seven-minute-long uh, uh, fellowship and then said, "I can't." I can't do this. Um, and I am wondering if... It's not like it's that short without the extended cut. So. It's true. It's so true. true. No, uh, I, I skip parts of the fellowship. We'll talk about it more, but okay, okay. <laughs> there's things I think could go. So do we think yeah. there's any difference here? Is that going to bother anybody? Is that going to disturb our, our discussion? Or there's one does it not matter scene, if it's an extended version? There's still there's no one Tom important Bombadil, scene so in Return of the King. No, there's like one scene in Return of the King that they put in the extended version, which is Wormtongue killing Saruman that is not in the regular cut, which is uh, baffling that that didn't make it to the theatrical cut. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's it. Uh, (laughs) But no, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. All right. So I just wanted to get that poll going because um, I I fully had intended to watch all of them as extended cuts and just could not. I could not do it. I always do, but I have to. I, I do think they are much better as extended than just sure. regular. It explains so much more, and it just follows parts oh, of the book more. Interesting. I have actually the complete opposite take on that. Really, <laughs> I, I love that. watching. Yeah, watching Return of the King. I was like, wow, give this editor an Oscar again, because I was like, that there are so many scenes in Return of the King that I'm like, yeah, thank God you cut this out. This is entirely <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> Um, yeah. I watch them as six distinct movies. I know like exactly the halfway point. I'm just like, okay, six movies. How can I break it down instead of like yeah. forcing myself to sit for four hours? Oh, that's very I clever. I think that's super fair. I do yeah. think that director's <laughs> cuts are really important a lot of times. Like, you know, like you'll see it with like Ridley Scott and stuff, but I, I, I don't know. The only ones that I would say that you don't need to watch are uncut versions of comedies because it's always some awkward ass scene that you're thankful that they didn't leave in the studio cut. Anyways, we have agreed. The council has convened and we are going to talk about them as if we're not necessarily talking about the extended cut first. But if you want to talk about any scene from the extended cuts, obviously bring that in. We are going to break these movies down, um, and we typically do like a little rating scale with our categories, but we're throwing those out the window. This is too important here. 
Um, we're going to break down first each movie, um, get a chance to talk about some key points of each of them, and then we're going to talk about them together. So if everyone is ready, let's start out. And I think that Layla should start this. Let's talk about The Fellowship of the Ring. And let's start with your favorite scene or moment from it. It, yeah. And you could give your overall thoughts on the on the movie there. Yeah, I absolutely adore this movie. Like, I know a lot of people don't go back to rewatch Fellowship. It's not the one that they just throw on. But there is nothing, as a fantasy lover and reader, there's nothing to me that's more important than, like, world building. So I, I love everything about this movie because you get to experience all of it for the first time. And you also get to watch so many precious moments with the Fellowship that you don't get throughout the rest of the movies. But... I mean, this is, I feel like this is just like female empowerment, but my favorite scene of that movie is when Arwen like rides with Frodo after he was stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think like cinematography, like the epicness of it, everything about that scene is so Lord of the Rings to me. And I love, and it's like few and far between times where I love making a huge adjustment to the books, but like that's not how it happens in the books. And I'm completely okay with that. And I love the addition of it. Um, I think we don't really get a lot of her being as badass as she is in the movies, out, like, you know, outside of like her mind and what she has to say. And I just, I love that scene so much. It, it pumps me up. So that's my favorite scene of the first one. Hell yeah. Um, Clay, why don't you go next? Um, to kind of piggyback off that, I, I love this first movie. And I probably, I mean, maybe Return of the King, but I've probably seen this more than the other two because. I always just will throw it on. I'm like, I'm going to watch all three. And then I I just watch the first one. And then it takes me like a couple nights because I'll just begin (laughs) as I doze off. But (laughs) the thing I love about the first one too, is that, I mean, there's a lot of great battle scenes and I'm sure we'll talk about the like stunt choreography and all that stuff. But the three scenes, uh, same with Arwen and then like the battle in the mines and at the end, they're like, probably the best practical fight scenes in the whole trilogy because there's like, they really dumbed down on the CGI and it all just looks so real. And it's, I think that the, the Arwen scene is amazing, amazing. And I also love that tracking shot when, um, he first, uh, Boromir blows the horn of Gondor and they're like going down the mountain and tracking. And it's like, like when they're going down the stairs and stuff. Although I did, I did see in this time watching, there's this, when they're tracking down, they're running down the stairs. There's this one orc or Urukai that's like daintily walking down the (laughs) stairs. And I can just imagine he's in like 40, like 40 to like 60 pounds of armor. And he's just not wanting to blow this massive. (laughs) And he's just like, do not trip over these stairs. Um, But yeah, I would say that that final battle is probably my, my favorite part. Um, Such a good, a lot of redemption for Boromir. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, it's, I still remember, this is probably one of the first, this trilogy is the, like one of my greatest first memories in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was around, so we were true. around like 10, I think. And I still remember like when Aragorn f- kills the, what's it, is it, Dr- what's his, the, the main Urukai's name? 
that uh, it's like different Aragorn, in every one. Like, oh, the one like that he um, or he or like it, yeah, <laughs> the one that like kind of like shimmies yeah. up the sword yeah, when, when it's on it, in his chest. When Aragorn uh, killed Bradley, I remember <laughs> in, the, in the movie theater, everyone just clapping when he just chops his head off. So um, epic. So I, I I do love this one, and I, I like I said, it's probably my most watched. But that that final scene, especially that tracking shot, always just kind of gives me chills. Yeah, absolutely. Ava, I'm I'm curious for you. Yeah, um, I just want to say, my brother, my captain, my king. Uh, but I'll never pass up an opportunity <laughs> to talk about the prologue of this movie. Um, absolutely love it. Fantasy films books uh, really suffer from overexposition and. It's just done so beautifully in this movie, and I've never seen anything like it, where it gives you everything you need to know. It sets up this world, it sets up this lore and mythology, but it's entertaining and cinematic and just, like, sets the tone for the movie. And then we just cut to the Shire, like, all these years later. I just love the prologue. Like, you put it on, I'm just ready to go when I see that. It's so good. It's so amazing. Great pick. Aaron, how about you? Uh, so just to kind of go right off that, it's right when the Shire comes into play because <laughs> yeah. the music kicks in yeah. and it just hits my soul and I crumble and I get so happy. Um, so it's yeah. it, in that it's changed because it was definitely like the battle scenes when I was younger. Like I want to see Aragorn kill some orcs right now. Let's go or some goblins like in Moria. But no, Shire gets me every time now. Absolutely. We all just get emotional on the podcast. Yeah, yeah this is great. <laughs> I think we all needed this. We need a break. Yeah. There's Nick. like two points in this movie, in these series, where I'm guaranteed to just be sobbing. Yeah. And sobbing. when we first see the Shire, I'm just like a mess. I feel it right now. <laughs> it, it is heartwarming. Nick, I'm going to jump in on that right before you get yours. Just because um, Bilbo's birthday is for sure my like favorite scene. It just has so many Proud amazing feet. moments. <laughs> Yeah, the proud feet uh, lady. She's so great. I think that um, the there's this the little kids are so fucking cute that are hearing so the story, cute. and that one little girl in the front. Like I always like the part when she gets like a little scared. Goes, it's it gets me every time. Like to, she's just adorable. Um, it's very imagining too. like <laughs> these little like hobbit hobbit. Um, what would we call them? Like hobbit hamsters. Lips? Hamster-sized yeah, yeah, hobbits. Yeah, yeah. yeah hamster-sized hobbits. Uh, hobbits. Hoblets. Hoblets. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I, I, I found it. Aren't those that. Peter Jackson's kids? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. that is his daughter. Yeah. Um, also, you get, like, the fireworks are awesome, and Merry and Pippin just being absolute degenerates is fantastic. Um, Nick, how about you? Do you have a favorite scene? What do you think well, about you guys, this? Well, uh, this is going to be difficult with six because I feel like whoever goes last yeah, yeah. is going to get all their stuff pilfered. <laughs> um, I'm just going to run down the list, I guess, because I would have said a couple of the things that you guys already said. I do like the scene between um, Bilbo and Frodo, I guess, when they're in... In Rivendell? In Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always attached myself to that when I was younger and like just it was like you get a little in this movie I think like there's this really cool like if you know if you've seen them already if you read the books if you like know what's going to evolve over the course of these three movies that first bit in the Shire is just so like serene and such a stark contrast and like if you like think about all of like their their travels 
like that little part at the beginning where everything is just like, oh, this is what their like little tiny lives are like, and it's so cute and fun. And then you get all these little morsels of like, man, stuff's real messed up. <laughs> and then just to see Bilbo's, um, to like really see again his like what's happened to him because of the ring is like a nice kind of morsel and teaser for later. So I do like that. But I would have. I mean, I would have picked. Also, one of the best jump scares. Yes, he, exactly. I was about to later. say, is that what you loved so much? About? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, scared yeah. the living shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always. Does. A lot of my favorite scenes are like little things like that. That uh, I just think is like a um, wouldn't have been my first choice, but I think you guys picked my first two choices already, which would have been the Shire scenes and um, even the prologue. I think probably would have been number three so on good. my list. Mm-hmm. So um, and then Arwen's um, uh, flight. With Frodo. Okay, but Nick, so we have to talk about this since we since we talked about how long these movies are, especially the extended cuts. Sure, sure. I am going to require everyone to try to cut a scene or just talk about like a scene that they could just skip over and take a potty break. So, Nick, why don't you start us off? Man, I don't know. You don't have to cut a scene, <laughs> but you should. Because this is the only one I watched the extended cut for... And now I'm like, was it an extended thing that <laughs> I watched? Fine. I just haven't seen them in so long. It's um, almost better to choose one of those. It's funny because, like, as much as I love the Shire part of it, I do want things to get going. So maybe you, maybe you cut a little bit of the Shire out of there. And, like, they're cute and all, but, like, maybe we flash back later and you, you talk about that. I don't know. They could be Aaron less is, Shire and get straight into it, but Aaron doesn't like that idea. Yeah, Aaron is violently I know that I would have definitely said cut part of the Shire... Had I not been kind of thinking about the whole big picture, this this watch, I think if you asked me, like, you know, last time I rewatched it, I would have said, "Cut some of the Shire out. Let's just get going." Okay, Aaron, you wouldn't cut that. Would you cut anything? I, I would cut something, but it's it's literally a clip. I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about a three <laughs> second scene, and it's actually in when Arwen's going away with Frodo. Because you keep getting scenes where the riders are close to them and they're far away. And then all of a sudden there's just a random scene where a um, ring wraith is trying to reach and grab Frodo. I'm like, I don't need that. They're too close. Yeah. I know Arwen's going to be a badass and she's just going to be so much further away. It all sets up more where she's like, all right, I got to say some Elvish, um, you know, speak to my horse in Elvish and get him going a little more. But I was just like, it's too close. I didn't need that. It was three seconds. And that's all I'm cutting. Three seconds from the movie. <laughs> Okay, okay. Still a long-ass movie, then. Um, Clay, <laughs> as the, the guy who says, oh, no, we're going to watch a four-hour movie, I'm going to have to pee, like, ten times during this, is there any place that you would take a bathroom break? Um, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> Quite the I, intro, honestly. <laughs> I mean, so I, I didn't think about this when I was watching this first one before Gabe texted me um, kind of the breakdown of what we were going to do. So I wasn't really mindful of this. This one is tough for me because while there, it does, there's a lot of setup and buildup, I think it's like pretty crucial in such a huge world. Um, so there is like there's some scenes like Gandalf uh, losing his memory in the mines and like stuff like that where it's like, they're kind of sitting, hanging around, even though that is where he first tells Frodo about um, Gollum and Shmi- and stuff like that. Like, there's just some scenes where they're kind of hanging around, um, 
like camping out at night and stuff like that, that you could probably trim to slow down. But overall, and like same with some of the stuff in the Shire, but like, I like even in the extended cuts, there's a lot of like foreshadowing and a lot more, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot more context for characters that they do in the extended cuts in the Shire that I really like. Yeah. Um, like even with the hob, they're like sitting around and there's like the, the townsfolk of, uh, the Shire, like talking about how, you know, nothing's ever bad has come to the Shire and stuff like this. Like all this stuff is pretty important to me, um, in terms of building the world. So I guess you could just trim stuff here and there, like a three second scene that Aaron's talking about, but there's nothing like major that jumps out for me. For sure. Ava, I'm sure that you would not want to cut anything, but what would you cut if you could? Um, I actually agree with Nick. I think we spent a little too long in the Shire and I watched Whoa. the extended versions. So I think that maybe that has something to do I, yeah, with I it, so. but yeah, I, I think we get it. <laughs> we can, we can move on. There's, I think the rest of the movie is so important that like, if I had to cut something, it would be like bits and parts of the Shire. Let's, let's get out a little bit quicker. Hmm. Layla. Hard stop. I wouldn't cut a single thing from this movie <laughs> ever. Okay. I, I, I think this is a perfect movie. <laughs> I think it's perfect. That's why someone cut a single thing. Someone's got to protect it here. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't cut this, but I just have to say, and I've brought this up to Layla a few times. I've watched this movie at least, I, I would probably say like 12 times. Um, I don't know what, ha- what what's that? Rookie numbers. Oh, sick what is reference. He even doing here? I uh, yeah, I it's pathetic. I I need to spend more time on it. But every single time I watch the scene, what is Cape uh, or uh, uh, Galadriel scene mm-hmm. with Frodo? Mm-hmm. I'm not, it, it is a good scene. I don't know what happens, but my brain turns off. I don't know what sh- what the purpose of the scene is. I don't know what she's saying. I know that she turns into this weird CGI like spirit. <laughs> monster thing and then she's like oh i passed the test sorry bitch like i'm not gonna take the ring but you're gonna go off and i'm gonna give you this little light up glow thing that's not actually that useful (laughs) later on because all you're gonna see is a spider that is gonna come to hurt you um but i don't i don't know i just that scene it just doesn't work in my brain it doesn't compute i I paid special attention this time and i still don't know what the (laughs) fuck she talks about um and i love Kate blanchett so that's it for me. But let's talk about a few other smaller things. I think, like, can anyone spot – this is just, like, a up-for-grabs type one. Is there, like, an underrated character that's not really mentioned a lot? I mean, I, I would say I love that grumpy Proudfoot woman, um, the moment when she's, <laughs> like, like sneering at uh, Gandalf, but then he sets off the fireworks and she mm-hmm. starts laughing and then her, like, daughter or whatever is just, like – What's going on? Like, the we man don't have... and his wife? Oh, is it a man? <laughs> yeah. He's a man? I thought it was a grumpy old lady. Oh, yeah, but they do talk about how... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jeez. <What>? Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, that man, lady, <laughs> hobbit, right pretty great. Layla, uh, you had one. I don't... So I kind of want to flip the category a tiny bit. There's something okay. about this movie that I think is really underrated that I've noticed more and more as I rewatch. I feel like there's this very... Uh, this movie has such a horror context to it, and I feel like mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention to that much until I got older. But, like, the whole first half of it has, like, 
real like horror like scary scenes that are really creepy and like when they're being chased and they're hiding and the horses above them like it's such a scary moment and like I definitely remember being really scared of this movie when I was a kid and I don't really feel that way with the second or the third I feel like the second and the third go lean more into that epic like war fantasy stuff but the first one really feels scary to me and I kind of love it especially as I'm getting older so like I just feel like it's a little not talked about enough how much they lean into that and I think it's super underrated and I love how creepy it is <laughs> it's so true because it's it's like what I was that's I guess what I was trying to allude to too it's it is structured like a horror movie where they like start off and everything yeah. is serene and peaceful <laughs> and then they get like um you know they get introduced to what is what could be scary and then there's it is like um it does follow the same kind of like plot structure almost at least for a bit totally. of like a like a teenage mm-hmm. almost like slasher flick i feel like way. all the way up until like a journey all the way slash, up until slash slasher th- flick totally i think all the way up until the mountaintop where he gets stabbed it just is very scary and creepy like when they're when they go in and they stab the pillows because they're like it's like a jump scare kind of thing where you think they're gonna get stabbed like it's i just i never had considered how scary it was until recently um but i love that about it oh the look of fear in the like tavern owner's face when they're coming through with the swords is like it's like genuinely terrifying because that guy was so yeah. like jovial before that yeah when they're going yeah. to buckleberry ferry that whole like chase the run uh, yeah like and yeah. He, when they're so hiding scary. on the side of the road is buckleberry freaky. ferry that's what it's called buckleberry <laughs> ferry yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's right okay <laughs> that is a great change from the books too because the books it's not as scary how they're like fleeing and they're not really fleeing either necessarily in the book so it's a really good transition it makes it scary it gives you that drama aspect to it too it Mm -hmm. ties you in i love that well i'm just gonna go really quick and i didn't take a scene i just was more looking at a person i could i was texting gay last i could not think of an underrated person um but i ended on elrond actually where he doesn't have a huge role in the movie necessarily obviously in the beginning you get the explanation and he's trying to make up for something right he's trying to make up for an error that the ring didn't get destroyed but he's just pulling the strings behind the scene getting the fellowship together and it's really just setting up because i also looked at he's kind of underrated for everything he does throughout the movie too like getting the elves to go to helm's deep he's also then um reforging narsil the shards of narsil giving it to aragorn explaining where he can find the army of the dead, all that stuff. So yeah, the night, the like uh, mere hours before they're about to go into battle. Yeah. He, he lets Aragorn know about this ghost. Hey, <laughs> just in case you needed to know, I got a, yeah. got a, does everything co- yeah. 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 it's like, great. I'm going to send them to Helm's deep right before they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. That's a, that's a really great pick. Aaron. And mm-hmm. I actually like, there's a lot of characters like that, like Elrond that you watch and you're like, wow, this guy's such a dickhead. And then you rewatch it and you're like, oh, this guy has so much trauma from this because he's been around the longest outside of Gandalf. And he he was there on the battlefield when the original like major war happened. He was there when Isildur like took the ring. It's it's <laughs> he is a bitter, bitter man who's trying to be better 
from bitter to I never better. anticipated <laughs> that we would be unpacking the trauma of the Lord of the Rings characters. True, true. There's, there's, there's actually trauma, the trauma there's of Elrond. so much. There is a, there's, there's one other thing he does. And I don't really know if you guys would agree with this, but it's something I was just kind of thinking of is I think he actually helps focus Aragorn too, where he's basically like, don't go after my daughter. Yeah. Nope, you're not going to go after her. Like, you need to focus on this right now. You don't need distractions. Let's get it done and done and bring my daughter back. You can marry her. Love yeah. It. Yeah, agreed. Ava, I want to give um, you a chance if you have any underrated character aspect of it. Yeah, this is, speaking of trauma, this is 13-year-old Ava speaking. Um, I want justice <laughs> for Bill the Pony. We get closure on true. every other character, but so Aragorn's true. just like, yeah, he knows the way home. <laughs> what do you mean he knows the way home? It's so dangerous out there. What happened? Um, Does anyone know I that hope he's he made coming it back. home? Okay. What's going to happen when he gets there? I don't know. He just... Yeah, can we get a status check on him find him, right him again in the books? Yeah, some... I think they actually like come back up and like they run into him somehow. He's probably just grazing, having a good time. Or like Tom Bombadil gets him or something like that. Tom Bombadil gets him. I, I'd like to hope so. Someone write into the I'm probably wrong now. and you guys are just yeah. going to get destroyed on all the comments now. Like never let this guy back. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, Okay, before we move on to the next one, I do want to ask, do you have, like, a least favorite character or biggest flaw or, like, a... like a- anything else? I-, I mean, I'll be I'll be the one like negative person. We could just we could all beat me up afterwards. Um, but I do. I mean, at the time that this came out, obviously the CGI was really good. I just think like it ages in a way where there are scenes, and I don't notice it as much in the other two movies. But there are scenes like where the mountaintops and stuff like looks like a fake background. Oh yeah, because some of it is shot like in real life, and some of it is shot differently, and like and they use some of their footage that they have, um, and also the CGI for the like height or the way that they do the height differences with the hobbits sometimes looks like really out. There's of place a couple that are pretty movie. not. Great. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, it, it just ages, but that's fine. It was You're just like so wrong, game. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Apart in the We're good. I feel like some of the easiest ways to tell the, some of the extended cut scenes, it looks like they just kind of didn't give a shit with some of the editing. And I CGI. actually, yeah. I totally agree with that. Some it of weirdly this, feels so out of place. Massive. Some of them, it's, yeah, I'm like, it doesn't look like they even, they just like chopped it up and just threw it in there sometimes. Like some of the, I, I I actually think that some of the CGI didn't age well in the other two movies. This one, like I said, is a lot more practical because it's especially when you just have like the thousands of like people in an army. Sometimes it just doesn't look um, that great. But yeah, some of the some of the extended scenes, I can't remember. There was one like when they're riding and when they're in the doing the canoes down the river and like they have some of like the the shot of them with going by the foot, which I can't remember if that's in. There's just a couple scenes that they threw in there, but some of them it just looks like they they didn't put it in there because the editor kind of botched the job or something. I don't even. <laughs> some of it just looks so so bad, but I think for the most part, the CGI aged really well because Brittany, of course, needed to watch The Hobbit before I made her watch these because she was confused about the context of a lot of this and just watching bits and pieces of those movies like those have already aged way worse in terms yeah. of cgi and stuff like that so, so bad. i think all the practical effects that they did in this was like pretty successful and didn't age bad i think some of the line reading like when frodo is like shire baggins 
but that'll lead them here. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah, like there's just there's some weird little lines like that that didn't that every time I kind of <laughs> so funny. I didn't that. write that down or remember that, but that's, <laughs> that's not great. a good line. That was great. I, Any other flaws? It's, yeah, Aaron. It's more of just what they left out of the movie is just Tom Bombadil. We I think that just has one. to kind of be said. Granted, I don't know with how they had the entire flight out of the Shire, how you incorporate him well, but that's not for me to figure out. That's for them to figure out. So I'm going to leave it at that. But yeah, just omitting Tom Bombadil. Oh. Fuck it up. Can you do me a favor and read the last part with me? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so anybody that doesn't know, old Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. Bright blue is his jacket and his boots are yellow. yellow. None has ever caught him yet. For Tom, he's the master. Matter. Master. Whoops. He ruined it. His songs are stronger songs, and his feet are faster. Uh, and so it's really important uh, that Tom Bombadil, the most powerful character <laughs> in all of Lord of the Rings lore, should have been in this movie. I don't care how you work him in, but then he's you the man. Yeah. You could have the Beastie Boys in there, too. It would have been great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I vehemently disagree, but I have a point on it later that we can talk about. Um, I think this is the best thing that Peter Jackson did for the film trilogy is omitting Tom Bombadil. Um, I know, hot take. (laughs) We can discuss more. I love this. Great. Um, While I'm on, like, stirring the pot, um, I think the biggest flaw in this movie is the jump scare with Scary Bilbo. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I think you can get horror aspects of the movie without it. Um... I don't need a jump scare. You can show uh, Bilbo's emotions and degradation and other. Yeah, ways. and also, how does he like transform into like That's a what, goblin? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he didn't have to like physically transform to be like give it to me and be yeah. really creepy and scary. Like I don't know why they felt any desire. It's like were they trying to say that he's gonna transform into Gollum over over time, but they did it in the weirdest way. Like I just I hated it. <laughs> it's so yeah. uncomfortable. I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> I By the way, it's actually it's it's uh, done by CGI. He actually didn't really change. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I was yeah. so concerned. You know? We uncovered yeah. that God, very good. trashing Nick's favorite scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, not my favorite scene. It's like number four, but you guys took the first three, so that's all I had left. That's true. He, he related the... to it as a kid talking to his racist grandma. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, before we move on, uh, I got a couple questions. One, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> or kill, fuck, Mary, or Mary, fuck, kill, however you say it. Uh, let's, go, let's go with a ridiculous one. Let's go with Saruman. Gandalf and Theoden, but Theoden when he's at his most sickly. Theoden. 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 Please include yeah. the honorific. King Theoden. Um, the meat. This is easy, this actually. Moment. Yeah, this is let's hear it. Okay, go. I mean, easy. You, you kill Saruman. You okay. uh, fuck Theoden. Because okay. that would be a good lay. He's and really gross in this Gandalf. moment, though. No, he's not a good lay when he's just like under the spell of of Wormtongue. That's the that's the Theoden we're talking about. Yeah, that was that's the what I'm saying. At his most sickly. Yeah, at his most sickly. Okay, yeah. then I rework here. Uh, 
marry thing. Look, you have to marry Gandalf, right? <laughs> you got to. Yeah, you got to marry, marry Gandalf. That's an easy. That's super easy. Killing off Saruman's too uh, easy. You got to clap them cheeks. Yeah, yeah. You, I feel like you fuck yeah. Saruman for sure. <laughs> you have to Saruman, Saruman and kill dude. It'd be really fun. Yeah. He's it's like an anger. So much, he's so powerful. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. like enemies to lovers of. <laughs> <laughs> you have the drum beating in the background of Isengard. Like, yeah. I'm into it. And you know the part when he spins Gandalf on his head? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. That That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Gabriel. Maybe we just misunderstood Saruman <laughs> all along. <laughs> okay. Very important question. Thank you. We don't need to. We don't need everyone to do this. Um, okay. Actually, but real last question. Any Easter eggs, anything that we didn't cover that you just want to point out? There's just one... Fu- can we, oh, can go we, ahead. Go, 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 go. No, I was just going to say, can we clarify what you mean by Easter eggs? I mean, not necessarily an Easter egg. What yeah, did you sure. see on I IMDb just... trivia? Yeah, yeah. What is something... <laughs> yeah. Nick, what did you find when you studied the IMDb trivia? Tri- trivia? I didn't study it for this trivia. one, actually. Okay, good. No. Okay. What? All right, Layla, with There's the clarif- so clarifier. <laughs> like, well, I just wanted like to clarify because, like, some like for Easter eggs, yeah. it's usually like a hidden thing sometimes where it's oh, yeah, like yeah. for like well, Marvel, just say, it's, like, like something people info. don't appreciate or know. I mine is always Bilbo telling the story of the trolls because it's like such a hint to the Hobbit, mm. and it, it warms my heart every single it's time it happens. Mm. Like I can't wait to watch. And like similar to you, Gabe, with the kids reacting to it, but it's Bilbo like hinting at his own journey, which I think is so cute and fun. You see him later. <laughs> When they're yeah, with when I know. Frodo's like when they're getting, frozen, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron, did you say you have? Yeah, one? I have. One. It's it's yeah. more of just some. It's a subtle area in the movie. It's when they're in the last battle in the Fellowship. Uh, it's like Ammon Head, I think I wrote it down. Ammon Head. Sorry. Um, when Aragorn lets Frodo go, and then he's battling like eighty orcs on his own. He hears the horn, and he jumps off the top, and he just yells, "Elendil." which he yells all the time in the book when he pulls his sword out. But you, I never caught it until I watched it with subtitles. And I never caught him oh. yelling it out. But Subtitles help so much. I, they, they tell you so many book things just because you can't hear it or understand it. It's amazing. Yep. So, <laughs> they distract from the beauty of the film. They may. We can get into that on a whole other subject. But that's always some little fun little... I don't know if it's an Easter egg necessarily, but it's just... Something that's subtle, you don't no, notice. Yeah, we're off of the Easter yeah. egg thing. I, I fucked up. I'm it's so okay, sorry. Dude. But yeah, honestly, that's a great a one to bring up. Sealed gets too much credit anyways. It's all about his dad. So, you know. Yeah, agreed. Um, I will. I just want to mention the Peter Jackson burping in the camera um, when they're going into the tavern is always my favorite one. Um, Love it. All right, let's go. We got to go to the next movie. We're going to talk about the two towers here. Um, let's mix up the order of how we talked about things. And I want Ava to kick us off here. Um, Ava, mm-hmm. do you have like a, well, actually let's, let's start with a favorite scene and then can you give like an underrated character? Yeah. Um, it has to be Helm's Deep. I don't think there's any other option in this movie. Um, I, I love the, Ooh, <laughs> spicy. Um, I love that you must toss me when he has to toss Gimli. Yeah. This whole battle sequence is just one of the most beautiful cinematic things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like pumped throughout the entire thing. Um, I love it. And then underrated character. Um, I think I want to talk about it here. I want to talk about Eowyn because I think she gets a lot of praise in the third movie um, and not enough in the second movie. Mm. Uh, her like 
her just transformation and her journey is just so beautiful and subtly done. Like her story is about like glory and purpose and gender roles and duty and uh, grief and depression and all of these things. And the way her character grows and the speeches she gives is just so subtly done. And she has these lovely moments in two that I think are overshadowed by her killing the witch king. Um, mad shout out to Eowyn. She is the only human female in this series, and I just love her. Wee. That was great. Yeah. yeah. That was really great. Aaron. So, what I mean, Helm's Deep, definitely same scene. You can either, for me, it's either the very beginning when it's just the calm before the storm. They're marching up. Oh, yeah. Rain's pouring. Old man shoots so a guy. Yes, exactly. So it begins. Or when, well, no, I'll leave it later. I'll just so you guys can have some. Um, but that scene is probably uh, my favorite. I always try to look for someone underrated outside of the fellowship, but I just kept coming back to Gimli in this one. He's kind of like the underrated of the fellowship, I think. And his humor in this movie is so funny. Just from the start when they're racing after the orcs, he's just like, dwarves are better at long distances or like in a sprint like okay no you're not you're a dwarf um but then all the other comedic parts like talking about like dwarven women having beards and just getting a box like with legolas like he can't see anything in the battle of helm's (laughs) deep there's just so many different parts like you mentioned like toss me all that kind of stuff he just he kills it yeah uh nick i I guess i'll i figured everyone would say something from helm's deep I do like when I do like Gandalf's return. I'll say that is a good mm. scene. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, although it is kind of it, it's a little bit goofy where where he's you could like he's like when well, I'm Gandalf the White and they're like oh okay he's just, sure okay yeah nice he's back <laughs> sure okay it, do they I don't know if anyone knows like the um, like trivia about this but like are they using both Christopher Lee's voice and Ian McKellen's yeah, it voice. Sounds so much. Like it yeah. sounds like they have them like on, t- like both audios, like on top of each other, and then it becomes more and more Ian McKellen. It's for okay. sure Chris Lee's voice in there. Yeah. They also superimpose both of their faces to make it more confusing as to who the White Wizard was. So both their faces and their voices. Oh wow. um, Are both mixed together. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's cool. Um, that's White Wizard face facing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, like blackface, but you get it. Um, Careful. I know, it, but but don't you dare toss it to me after that. Yeah, Clay. <laughs> Clay, could you pick up where I left off there yeah. and just kind of explain? Uh, for what for this movie? It's funny. I Helm's Deep is definitely the easy answer. I think they do a pretty good job with Wolves of uh, Isengard. Um, that scene uh i honestly just like theoden is like kind of my guy in these series like i think he is Mm -hmm. so he is like amazing in this series um so i i honestly just like the introduction of him and like when he comes out of it and you see like the kind of man that he's gonna be the rest of the the series love it um so i it's it's hard to choose uh anything but helm's deep but uh, I'd probably just say just the introduction of Theoden because he's the man. <laughs> I'm going to be the one person here that Clay and Layla are going to beat the shit out of me by the end of this, but 
I put for my least favorite character, it's Theoden. It, specifically <laughs> in the Two Towers, because he's brainwashed for years, and then when he comes to, he's so fucking arrogant about everything. He won't listen to anyone else's advice on things. He's like, I know this place. Like, I'm good. I got this. He's really combative with everyone. He's xenophobic. Like, he's fucked up to, like, other creatures and other kingdoms and stuff. Um, he's bitter about Gondor. He's so annoying about Gondor. Like, sorry, dude. Some people, like, have to bail last Gond- minute. Um, not a big deal. And you don't even want Gondor's help. Look how pathetic they are at the end. Like, you really – you were you were fine. Rohan would have been fine had you not let this worm tang, uh, tongue guy get up into your brain. I can't even feel sorry for him. I fuck Bro, he's so in annoying this way. about Gondor. It's like a great. He's so <laughs> annoying. Okay, <laughs> what about you, Leia? Sorry, I mean. I mean, I just like the man. To your point about him, like being so stubborn, he had all control taken from him for so fucking long. Like the last thing he wants is to give up control when he comes back. Like he needs to have some it's semblance giving of control. up control. People are giving him advice on like how to handle this in battle, and he's just like. No, fuck you. Right, but the last time he took advice from somebody, they like basically put him in that state, right? Like yeah, the last like, time he had someone speaking in his taking, ear. Why were you ever taking advice from a guy that looks like Wormtongue? Like that's on him. I just maybe won't take any slander from a guy that called him Theoden. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly if I don't respect the guy. Um, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, Layla, I'll just do a favorite scene yeah. before we, we let you finish that um, section. Yeah. But um, I really like the Dead Marsh scene. I think it's really, really well done. Until they go in the water, I do think the spirits look really stupid in the water. Uh, they could have done that differently. Um, but I love the way that feels. I love the set design of it with the little like billowing bits of like smoke and fog coming up. The way that the bodies look inside the water is like horrifying. Um, It's a really cool scene um, that has like a lot of great suspense. And it's actually kind of a moment where Smeagol kind of like proves himself to Frodo. So it's, it's really important. Um, Yeah. Oh, and my underrated character is, um, a an orc named Grishnak, and he's the really old-looking orc that follows Merry and Pippin off into the woods afterwards. I just think that guy gives just a fucking hell of a performance in that, and he <laughs> and I love when he's like, "What about their legs? Don't need their legs." You have to slightly um, stick your tongue out. I feel like when you do it too, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. salivate a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's disgusting. It's it's just a terrific performance. Layla, how about you? Yeah, um, I I can also just do all three so we can go into Biggest Flaw for the next thing. Um, So um, favorite scene for me is actually Sam's speech at the end of the movie. Um, It is one of the most like (laughs) emotional things on the planet for me. Like that probably is my favorite monologue in any movie ever. I just I think it's like absolutely the most heartwarming thing and it is such a healthy reminder when we're so like we're going into the last bit of these movies and in this trilogy of what everyone is fighting for and like why we're so invested in this so i just think it's and obviously with everything happening overlay while he's speaking and narrating like it's just i just think it's so well done and it's lovely and it ties off the film so perfectly um underrated character i'm gonna say to partner with you ava aomir 
Um, I think mm-hmm. Eowyn and Eomir are, yeah. in my opinion, the best castings in like the whole movie, all of the movies. Like, is if, it if Carl Ur- of- Urban's best performance? I think it is. It might be. Um, I, yeah. It's like going off of the books, like that is exactly how I pictured them. Like that's like the the like children of uh, Rohan. Like they really do embody those characters so perfectly and so well. And they're you know they bring so much. When you have such a like lineup of incredible characters, like for them to be still standing out so hard throughout the movies is just amazing to me. Um, and then funny enough, I think for the biggest flaw or mistake or whatever. As much as I completely agree with you, Gabe, like out of context, like just watching that scene with the marsh, I think it's really cool. Like I really mm-hmm. like that scene, but I don't think it adds to the movies. Sure. And I think if I like have to take something out of what is already an incredibly long movie, I just don't need it. Um, and it like is one of those things where it takes me out, I think, of whatever all the other stuff that's happening in the background. And then I just kind of want to skip over it a little bit. So that's like a scene that I'd be happy to cut. Um, and then... I think like they could have also edited a lot of the end scenes better. Um, Mm. I think it drags like the, there's just too much really slow conversation happening. And we spend so much time with them deliberating if the hobbits are orcs or not. And I just, it takes too long. After they meet Gandalf, after Gandalf tells them that 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 drives me insane. I'm like, what are you still talking about? Yeah, literally a hundred percent. The hell is going on? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, anyone else with the biggest flaw type uh, or, or like least favorite character? Anything you would just kind of remove from this? Go ahead, Ava. Yeah. Um, I like physically dislike when Legolas skates down the stairs. I get like a physical <laughs> reaction. I get so angry. Like, why is he skateboarding? But remember um, when, when it I first was happened. 12, yeah, when I was 12, that No, no. Even then, I was like, why? Why would he do that? Noted. When you yeah, unlock like his character. Not a fan as much. of shredding no. an R. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, I no. mean, Ava, we'll talk just, about the Oliphant later. But you never, no, you never got to the moment in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater <laughs> where you can unlock Legolas, so you just don't get it. Maybe that. Maybe that's yeah. it. Um, that's there's okay. also like some other like small moments, like meets back on the menu, boys, and I'm always like, ugh, why did they include this oh, line? I love that Is one. there there's like good are there, oh, that's one of the are there restaurants? Of all time. Two Towers has no. Are there restaurants in Isengard? Like, where are they getting this? The from? menu phrases. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, the menu, yeah. it's like, yeah. There's a couple, yeah. this, this movie, I think more than the other two, I, there's a lot of little nitpicky things that try. When Frodo yeah. throws his cloak over Sam and it looks, it looks like, like a, a boulder? rock. What is that? I'm thing? like, what in the yeah. world is going, that doesn't look, like that was the scene where I was like, I hope Brit is not watching this this scene because this makes this movie look I mean, he had a vision and he executed it, but it makes but no that, sense. There's, when they're in Rohan, the fight choreography is so good until they take their weapons away from them and they're throwing hands in the throne room. Oh, yeah. And they look so dorky. <laughs> trying to Legolas looks like he's never... Like, Orlando Bloom has never even attempted to throw a punch he's in his life. He's way too pretty yeah, to do that. Are but you kidding? I've never the, seen someone do this and knock somebody the out. The other yeah. line, <laughs> the line when uh, Gimli is like, 
That's because my ox is embedded in his nervous system. Ugh. I was like, that just seems so out of place. Sci- like, yeah. Yeah. out is, of pocket. What honestly. is there? What is their science? <laughs> like, yeah. what yeah, kind of level to, of research? Got a B plus are they in, doing in, in the human in body? dwarf anatomy class. Yeah. And then the other line that just kills me every like you got this kid in Helm's Deep, like names are always insane in these fantasy movies. But when Aragorn's like sharpening his sword and the kid's like, My name is like Hanas, son of Hamasana. Like that kid, that drives me insane every time I hear it. I'm just like, what is your name? Like I could watch that thing a hundred times and I every time I see this movie it changes it's like it's like get the marbles out of your mouth kid like what is he's scared man (laughs) but yeah um Ava did you have another one I got one for you I I um Already no, just it, yeah. small stuff. Like I think, like the end stuff and like the swamp stuff, we could have. Yeah, we don't really need it, but, okay, or like end. less end stuff. That's a but cut. No, those are my biggest flaws. I always Two towers found a funny part in it for me. It was yeah. in Helm's Deep when they're fighting. Haldir just dies. Aragorn's like, I'm holding you in my arms. That part's great and sentimental. And then he's like, you know what? I have to get back. Let me take this orc ladder, jump into all the orcs, and then somehow I magically appear back at the keep. Like, how did you pull that one off, Eric Warren? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a badass, yeah. but I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Hmm. Very nitpicky. That is a tough one. Fair. I I got plenty of nitpicks, but and I don't want to just harp on the CGI bits, but I do think that it's really tough because I remember watching this in theaters as a kid. And just loving every Legolas scene. And like now watching it, I'm just like, ah, it's like very video gamey with him. Um, and it, and sometimes I actually just like, I played all the video games and I can't, like there are things where I'm just like visually watching it as if I'm still playing that game. Um, like I always remember the like Kraken type scene mm-hmm. in the, in the first one, just because of that level. Um, but I don't, so the warg, the when they're the warg riders come in, it it obviously looks visually tough, but that's fine because that that type of CGI is just going to age. Like it looked sick in the theaters, but I don't love the fact that they kill off Aragorn like off the mountain just for him to come back like a scene or two later, and then the whole then they give us the point is that he is telling them that Isengard's army is coming. But you could have had any other character do that. Like, you didn't have to have this whole section where Aragorn's, like, dead, and they're like, no, he's gone. Like, it, he's coming back. Like, what? I, I, it's, it's almost a waste, like, how much time is spent with that. I know he gets, like, a vision and shit, but... Um, no, um, what's just up, a, like, a, a, like, my immediate thought to what you're saying, though, is I do kind of feel like there's this build of how important his like need is in in these if that makes sense like sure. you know like, he's the like the sense that like the armies are like what are we gonna do now he's not here like he is a leader in so in such a big way and i think yeah. they're trying to show us how much how important he is if he's not there i would have rather it been like he's doing something on the side for like half the yeah. movie then then <laughs> then for it to just be for a couple scenes i i, yeah, I don't disagree you, with you it's awkward yeah. it's not the best way to do it but i think that's what they were trying to do <laughs> yeah um, Nick, did you did you have anyone? 
Is this for nitpicks? Nitpicks. I I would agree with. I think Abba said it earlier. The the end stuff like tri- trim it down. Love me some oh, tree cool. beard, but come on, chill, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the end stuff is it's funny, but yeah, I mean, but it, it's like purposefully slow, right. so it, it's tough. Like they they did they achieved their purpose. With that. You feel it in the extended cuts. You're just like, you definitely my did. god, yeah. like um. Can we quickly do a kill, fuck, Mary? Nick, pick one. You picked mine from before, so I'm just going to repeat it. Oh, We're I'm just so going to do Wizards again. Anybody know about Radagast the Brown? Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. So let's throw him in there. Oh, Radagast. Saruman, okay. Gandalf, With who? Radagast. Oh. Fuck, Mary, kill. I would Whoa. still fuck Saruman. <laughs> Same. Same, dude. And... We talked about how I fun would. it was. Did you evil see the little spinny tricks, thing dude? he did? Yeah. <laughs> I would. No, Gabe just no, wants to get dude. tossed around, dude. dude. come on. <laughs> Gabe's got to touch me like marry... you touch your orb. I think I'd marry Radagast, honestly. He looks like fun. That's why I added okay. him. And he, you know what? He's real, like, nature-y and, like, zen. And I'd love that, man. Just a sweet guy. Just like know? a homie like, to walk through the forest with. Hey, babe, Sorry, why don't you uh, step away from the computer a little bit? Let's go off into the forest. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds nice, I'll, I'll take Ratty. that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Gandalf is, like, too inconsistent. Overdone, dude. Like, yeah. Gray. <laughs> gray that Yes, white. this is Gandalf the Gray, not Gandalf the White. It would be... Okay, yeah. but also, why? Are, if we're going to do another one, or if we're going to do one, I also feel like we have to do the, the fave three, the... Yeah. We got to do Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli. Like, I don't... Yeah, but no one's going to... Sorry, Gimli. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone's, I don't want to step on anyone's But I feel like... Aragorn and killing Gimli. What if yeah. you did Legolas, Eomir, and Baromir? Well, we all know who's dying. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fucked, but fair. Yeah. I'm marrying Legolas. I'm fucking Really? Aomer. Really? Yeah. You want to spend the rest of your life with Legolas? Yeah, Orlando Bloom's I don't, beautiful. dude. You're, no. g- you're going to be like... The guy's uh, got no like personality. 1%. He's just going to stare into the distance. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Unbearable. It's going to be Unbearable. great, though. We're going to see so many things coming before they actually get to us. It's He's going to do so many so, dope Heelys so and Heelys. Dude, watching a movie with him would be just horrid. Or he'd just he be just silent. Like, yeah. Or he'd be a great movie I think, I'd, I think I'd marry Aemir. Like, I think he'd yeah. be a dope husband. Like, I think Loyal. he'd be... He'd, loyal and like he'd be a great lay for the rest of your life like he just i think he's got it all around you know yeah i'm riding that horse no uh, <laughs> marrying boromir marry boromir yeah he seems like he would be so difficult yeah but that's kind of fun you don't want like <laughs> it could he, brings, be exciting. he brings like necessary challenge to the relationship yeah. tension you know? like yeah you gotta have a little yeah. bit of that he's gonna call you on your stuff yeah yeah. There's actually a deleted scene I think that's so important for him. It's when he's like with Faramir, they've won the battle, and it's just like the know, good it's, side it's of Boromir. It's a good extended yeah, cut. It's like yeah, one of the best sure. yeah. And then people don't get to see that, and you're like, well, Boromir sucks. Like, he really doesn't. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Um, any Easter eggs, or sorry, not Easter eggs. God damn it. Um, anything that flies under the radar that you want to like point out from the two towers? That's. Did you guys know that Vigo. I mean, Broke his toes. Don't, you do it. Don't, do it. don't say it. Don't say it. 
Uh, Did everyone have this? No, I was hoping no no one would say it. Uh, I mean, it's the running joke that someone, some guy has to say it every time you're watching the movie. Is it? Oh, it's in the two towers when he does that? When he kicks the helmet. There is a really great one. I I went to the trivia because I didn't know that was going to be my job, but now that's what I'm doing. Um, It is your job. Vigo purchased the horse? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he purchased... Yeah. Uh, three. He purchased three yeah. horses. He kept them. Like, you know what? That just, like, I'll makes take those. Sense to me, though, makes <laughs> so much sense. I uh, uh, I got a little one. Wait, sorry. Who was about to? Oh, I have a small yeah. one, which is um, Ar- Aragorn takes off Boromir's like cuffs. I don't know what they're called, like gauntlet things, in the first movie, and he wears them throughout the rest of the movies, which is like a really oh. sweet little detail if you're watching. Mm. I never even noticed. Oh. You know, there's twenty um, hours of Helm's Deep footage out there somewhere. Mine is Jesus. Um, <laughs> mine is it. one that just doesn't matter to anyone else. But the main Urukai in this one is um, the guy who plays Mifune in the Matrix sequels. He's like the old Asian guy who um, has the mecha suit. He's like the lead general mm-hmm. with the like big. Um, me- I, I I don't know how else to describe a mecha suit, <laughs> like shooting yeah. like fucking uh, yeah. machine like guns into Gundam. it. So, yeah, yeah. But the guy who plays, who does all the stunts and is like the body for the Urukais, is um, the. If you haven't seen the killer yet, the David Fincher new movie, he's like the brute in it, and he's this very famous um, stunt choreographer, just an absolute beast of a human. Um, Speaking of the Urukai, they couldn't cast enough people who were six feet tall or or taller um so they had to cast people <laughs> between five and six feet and those urukai referred to themselves as uruk low during the filming <laughs> because they were short nice because they could not find enough <laughs> six feet tall people or, or, or tall. i have a, a fun little change from the book we're just gonna go past that yeah. one no i'm just <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like I a like good pun. No, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just the um, like when the Rohirrim saves them in um, Helm's Deep. I love the change that Peter Jackson made to have it be Aomer doing it because he's actually in the battle in the books, and it's like Urkenbrand who actually comes and saves them. But that was a great like character build change that I think just it needed to happen, or else you're introducing too many people into the movie. Yeah, <clears throat> that's Agreed. cool. Yeah. All right, it's a moment. You've all been waiting for. If you waited an hour into this podcast and all you wanted to hear was Return of the King stuff, we got you covered here. Let's talk about uh, one of the most celebrated movies of all time, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. We got to kick it off. What are your favorite scenes and moments and um, an underrated character? Um, Who likes this movie the most? I, I, I'll spoil that for later, but okay, Ava. Ava, hit yeah. us. Um, okay, uh, favorite scene or moment. I, this is probably like one of the lesser ones, but it's my personal, like, I'm pumped from this moment until the end, which is the beacons are lit. Gondor calls for aid. I am, I am up. I am standing up and I'm Absolutely. like, fuck yes, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's go to Gondor. Um, and Rohan will answer. <laughs> It's so good. I quote it that on it. Very for often. Sure. Yeah, so well done. Yes, um, I just love that like moment. Um, it's so great. It's so like beautiful. Like we we see we go through New Zealand. Ugh, I love it. Um, 
underrated character, I'm going to say Carl Urban, who is Amir, his eyebrows in this movie <laughs> deserve the Thanks. Oscar. Yeah. He is just so expressive. Um, love them. Rewatch the series. Watch his eyebrows. I have a whole different <laughs> okay. take on this you movie. You don't have now. to. Say less. <laughs> say less, Queen. Changes everything. Um, <laughs> Clay. Um... Uh, just referring to that, there's a couple tough spots to be manning the post of those bonfires, the beacons in there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how some of those guys survive out in those mountaintops. Um, Dude, yeah, they're just sequestered I, the, out there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One is just like the peak, like he's got to have like an oxygen tank. Up <laughs> yeah, man. Those, man. <laughs> um, the ride for ruin, uh, the Theoden mm-hmm. speech, that gets me like out, like, completely jacked like that, i'm just yeah, like jacked. i'm just like it that is such an amazing scene um also talking about tear jerkers i when they all bow for the hobbits at the end i'm just a mess you bow to no one <laughs> yeah but why do you like, bow that, like mary and pippin should have fucking bowed like that was straight up disrespect <laughs> like they do a lot in this but disrespectful to sam and frodo <laughs> Well, it's kind of when you're just I mean, standing they got, there. They also got the ends to destroy Saruman, yeah, basically. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they yeah, took yeah. down Isengard. <laughs> true, true, yeah, true. They spent more than five minutes with Treebeard. They deserve. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> and the <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, that that whole the battle scene is um, incredible. Um, underrated character. I don't know. That it's tough. I think that. Um, Especially with the extended scenes, I think Faramir, he actually does a pretty good job with having like a pretty terrible like mm-hmm. job to do in this movie. Like I think he's like he's really like he, he does a good job like kind of I don't know how to exactly say it, but he's very like heartfelt and you can see his struggle and he I feel like he does a lot with his father to kind of make those scenes bearable because his I can't remember the king's um, or the steward's name. Yeah, Denethor, yeah, because yeah. he's so unlikable. Which I heard he's a lot different in the books. I haven't personally read. Um, I will that. be discussing this. Yeah, <laughs> I heard he's a lot different, and so that's honestly one of my casting changes. But um, I think he he gives a lot of like um, purpose to those scenes, and he <clears throat> yeah. he does a good job. <laughs> kind of making you root for because this is all about the coming of men and like the being the next age of men and i think he uh <laughs> god damn it, god damn it. <laughs> jesus it's an early the men morning. are coming not okay. morning, it's yes. but um so yeah i think he he just does a good job his representation of the the struggle and gondor as a whole so i i i would lean towards him as underrated just because i feel like we've kind of talked about most other people he also does a really good job at like pretending to be dead for half the movie, which I think is it's yeah. really well done. That's hard. It's like slightly Some breathing, really well done. Yeah, just fucking covered in sweat mm-hmm. and uh, oil. God, yeah, that is lathered up. Yeah. God, he's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Thanksgiving turkey. Um, Layla, how do you return turn of the king? You got covered in oil and moments, sweat. Favorite characters. Yeah, I I'm really critical of this movie. I'm actually not a huge fan of this one. Um, it's my least favorite, actually. Um, I I just think you know this movie is so heavily battle focused, and I just think that Helm's Deep is a exponentially better battle than the one at Gondor. And hmm. 
I I mean, I would cut so many of the Frodo and Sam scenes too. Like it's just it drags so hard for me. Um, and I I was so disappointed by the adaptation of Denethor. Like he just is like weirdly portrayed as just an, a villain in the movie. Um, and they give him so little depth. But in the books, like kind of similar to Theoden, like he was a good ruler. He was kind of like as men are, like you know, kind of corrupted by Saruman and like you know, like the powers that be and stuff, but like, there's just no depth to his character in this movie at all, even though he takes up a lot of space in it. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, the casting is just so bad. Uh, I, he just, his character just seems so creepy to me, but like, I always pictured him as like a ruler still, like definitely like a strong guy, a strong man. Um, so yeah, I think I'll just kind of overarchingly say like, yeah, I don't really like love the third movie. I think that there's a lot of pieces of it that I'm not great with. And I particularly hate how they brought the men of the mountain into the movie. And I think Same. the way that in the books, the men of the mountain take down all of the men on the ships, but they don't come onto the battlefield. If I'm remembering that correctly. And it really upsets me that that's how that battle ends. It feels so like the gra- like there's no gratification to the end of that battle so for me because it's so they just come in and sweep in and it just like ruins it for me. Um, and yeah, I guess I just don't, that's such a big part of the movie and it like propels to the next scene and I just don't love that. But I completely agree. Theoden's speech is my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think it's like mm-hmm. one of those moments that brings you back to like what we're all fighting for and why we're there and it pumps me up and it feels so good. Um, but weirdly, I kind of think it takes away actually from Aragorn's speech in the next battle that happens right afterwards. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it doesn't hit as hard for me because Theoden's speech is like so... Yeah. I feel it so intensely and I don't feel the same way about Aragorn's because of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll stop there. I have so many other thoughts, but yeah, Nick, how about you? You love this one. Favorite. De- I do. And you know what I really love? I love that it starts with the Smeagol transformation scene mm-hmm. and that whole backstory. And I would yeah. cut anything you want in this movie to have more of that. Cause I think that that is <laughs> so freaky and weird and awesome. It's so good. We haven't talked about him enough. Like, I don't know. Like, He's like... also my underrated character. If you had to give me a choice, I want more Gollum, more Smeagol. I want more Andy Circus looking like weird, wearing red yeah. cheek rouge <laughs> makeup and big weird CGI eyes. I want all that. Like, I want a whole movie of just that. Cause it, I mean, the character work is insane. It's incredible. Like, it is incredible. Yeah. He that whole beginning part, more that. Um, I'm a big fan of the. It is wild, freaky, weird movie, Andy Circus stuff. It's it's wild that this movie was nominated and won so many Oscars. I think it's like won the most Oscars in any year. And, it was thirteen, right? Yeah, something like that. And that there's no actors up for it. I I don't know if Elijah Wood was, but mm-hmm. like, how do you not? nominate Andy Serkis for this like I just it's like a big game and Peter Jackson like invented like they didn't invent a thing but they like they like perfected it like yeah they Mm -hmm. like launched a thing that like ever like this the motion capture stuff that he does it doesn't look perfect like there's definitely scenes with Gollum where you're like okay that's not very that doesn't age incredibly well like just appearance wise but like what he does in that like as Smeagol, the the Hobbit, man, whatever the heck he is, 
like the transformation stuff is just really um, some of my favorite stuff in the the um, the trilogy. So that's my answer. Yeah. I'm trying to pick the Aaron, ones that I don't think other people are going to pick. Yeah, from an yeah, un- that's totally fair. underrated, I actually agree with Nick. It would be Golem. But if I actually had to choose someone else, I actually kind of choose Lord Denethor. And it's just because um, it doesn't tie to the book. I totally agree with that. But how they made him to be, I think he like plays that role really well. Especially the scene where he basically is like, send Faramir to his death. Pippin's singing to him and he just eats the tomato and it explodes i love that oh. it's just ridiculous yeah. i'm gonna choose that as my favorite scene because we already covered all the, like the right over here i'm Dude, I had the same thing it's I definitely not wrong with you it's 100 no, not incredible yeah that kid's not no it's it's not definitely not my favorite scene like, although i do always want to get a rotisserie so chicken afterwards yeah you're always hungry but no i mean right over here i is definitely the <laughs> the best scene in that entire movie but um, we've covered all of that. It's amazing. Let's get something fun out there. Let's get something juicy, a close-up when he's popping some tomatoes. Pippin's got a great voice, by Dude. the way. It's Oh, incredible. And I think that there's like some backstory about how he was just like singing or something, and Peter Jackson asked him to do it for the movie, and they captured it there. It's incredible. I, it's so funny. I actually had that scene and uh, the lighting of the beacon of Amandine. But I will talk about another very quick moment. And it's when Arwen has that dream about having a child with Aragorn. And the child gives the like blue steel look to the camera. <laughs> like, super happy with it. And then just stares down the camera. is fantastic. Um, an underrated character. I kind of want to talk about that. I, I'm going to jump ahead because this actually is arguably my favorite character in the entire series is Mary. And I think this movie is like really important for Mary. I, it, because he and Pippin are paired together, it kind of goes like forgotten how like mature Mary can be in each of these movies and how brave he is in every single moment and how, thoughtful he is about what Frodo is going through and what this actually means for the world at large because you have like Sam who's never left the Shire and um, and wants to go back like he wants things to be as they were before they left because it's so, it's so difficult there's Frodo who's just going through so much and like can't think normally and there's Pippin who just never until it's like too late, he doesn't really understand the the gravity of the situation. But Mary, at every single turn, like he loves just getting fucking shit faced with his his boy Pippin, <laughs> but he is willing to sacrifice anything at any moment, and he is always like trying to get Pippin to take something seriously. He's trying to step in um, because he wants to do something. Like, he's really hurt when he's not allowed to um, contribute enough. And so, um, absolutely love him in this whole series. I think it's a terrific performance. Um, Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about... So, we kind of already talked about some, like, negative stuff, like cut a scene or whatever, but I kind of want to hear it. Like, would anyone else cut any other scenes other than Layla, who just despises oh, yeah. this movie? It's her least favorite of all time. <laughs> How do you feel about the, like, very end, almost epilogue part of this movie? I mean, this movie, I remember this movie very clearly. Because to what to piggyback off of what Gabe said, I had to pee so bad in theaters <laughs> at the end of this movie. 
And it cuts to a black screen like four times. Oh my god! At the end of this movie, and you think you are walking out of this movie theater like five times, and it is just keeps on going. And the extended the extended scene, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've like watched the diff, like the regular cut, the theatrical cut, and the extended. So I'm not exactly sure what's added on. But this movie is like it. It is like a hard come down for like. 30 to 40 minutes it feels like yeah where it, there's a lot of yeah. i feel like there's some un- unnecessary maybe it's just dragged out i feel like there's a lot of scenes that it, are nice to see at the end but it just feels like it kind of it takes a long time to kind of just like settle Absolutely. and you're like riding this emotional high of when you know the eyes Harmon when the tower collapses and you know you see the pain on all their faces when they think frodo and sam are killed by the the volcano eruption and then it just kind of just keeps on going. It, I feel like it kind of kills the high mm-hmm. of this movie a little mm-hmm. bit. Because like, it's just you're riding such a high, and then it just really slowly kind of peters out. So I think it drags on a little bit at the end. I agree. That's why I asked. And I feel like – but also, like, what else are they going to do? You know, like, what else – you have to tell that epilogue part of the story. Yeah. So it's tough to, like, totally be like, oh, come on, cut – cut some of that out but yeah i would agree it it peters out so much that it it does kill a bit of your buzz for sure i disagree i love the last 30 minutes of this movie i think it's so important like the destroying of the ring isn't the end of the movie the end of the movie is frodo leaving and like becoming okay and whole again because the story is really is frodo's journey and there's just like these small, beautiful moments, like when Frodo wakes up and he's like, he's so happy to see everyone. And then Sam comes and they share this moment. And you can see on Frodo's face that he knows and Sam knows that he failed. Frodo didn't succeed in destroying the ring, right? It was kind of an accident that it, that it happened. There's these beautiful, like small moments. Um, also, a very close second to my favorite scene is Sam getting up the courage to go talk to Rosie. Like, he just, like, so destroyed all evil and he has to, like, take a drink and go talk to this girl. <laughs> I love that moment. I think it's so important that we see see the ending because that's what we've been fighting for for the past 12 hours. So I want that, like, emotional conclusion to every single person's story and I want to see closure. what happens. Yeah, you it get is. closure because of the yeah. end. I, like, I, to, your, to your point, Clay, about, like, that up and like feeling high and stuff, I have to come down from that. And this movie actually gives me the time to feel settled after it's like happened. (laughs) Like I feel Mm -hmm. like it actually gives me the space to be really comforted that like Frodo found his way afterwards. And I love the scene where he finishes the book and Sam comes by and he's like, you finished it. And it just feels, I think especially for book readers, it just feels lovely to see it kind of come to that end moment right there. Um, After you've been on such a long journey, Um, I think if it ended on that high and it just kind of abruptly finished with like Aragorn being crowned and them, them riding into the Shire, I would have been disappointed if I didn't have that closure with all of the characters at the end. I think that's totally fair. I think it honestly might be a, a circumstance of just having seen this so many times and really totally. having. Like I think, yeah, I, that's fair. like I think it's, I, I think it's like I. That's and it's definitely factor. necessary, but it's just like it's exhausting a after a while. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more just like you've seen it and you now know where it's going. So it's yeah. like 
I don't know. I think it I don't watch it very often. To your point, that's yeah. a, like an important point. I usually yeah. stop once the stuff is done because I know what's going to happen. But I right. think if we're talking about it in the sense of like necessity, it does yeah. kind of bring it all home at the end. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to take it away from that a little bit, sound the horn of Gondor because the woke army is coming. But I have to talk about this. It is fucking wild how there are like no people of color in these movies. I, I like it's a, it is actually fucking insane to me when I watch it. Um, it and especially because I've I've had a lot of like arguments over like and we could talk about this later with the TV show like people's issues with the TV show like it's just a non-starter with me when you talk about like oh that's not what they would look like in the books and stuff. I was just like, dude, this is a fictional. Fantasy land. It's not England in the in medieval times, and even England in medieval times probably had people of color. Like I don't know what. It's so ridiculous. Even even the extras in this movie are in all these movies are white. Like there are twenty. There are more than twenty thousand extras in these movies, and I could not fucking spot a single non-white actor. The only non-white actors are the ones who play Urukais and they're portrayed as brutes and beasts, which is just like, whoa, Peter Jackson, come on, dude. Like, that's insane to me. Um, I, I just, I, like, it, people that, anyone that's, like, going back and they're like, well, Tolkien wouldn't have considered this. It's like, dude, Tolkien existed in the fucking 19th century and he was, like, a like hardcore Catholic in England and he had these like unclear views on race and um, we're adapting this like at least 50 years after the book was initially released. Like you can update things and I know like it's tough. Like this is just how movies were made, but it it is, it's like distracting when you can't even see a single extra (laughs) that is non-white. Layla, I think you had a, Oh no, I was I was gonna you said it, but yeah, mm-hmm. the like the it's all the bad guys that are even if they're not, mm-hmm. they're portrayed as being people of color. Like the men that are on top of the elephants, like they're supposed to be like darker people, and like the, yeah. the pirates as well are also like supposed to be darker people because they like tan them up. Like it's like they they a hundred percent like many movies of that time inappropriately like make the villains out to be people of color, and all of the heroes are white. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I obviously completely agree with you it, that it doesn't age well that like one of the best fantasy adaptations that's ever existed in a fantasy world has no people of color in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, like I just on that 20,000 plus extra thing, like you actually kind of have to like really, be, really like try about it to, yeah, yeah, to get that many choosing. white people yeah. and no one went, went to Ireland and just brought the whole <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Sweden or something. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but let's uh, any like Ooh. Easter eggs. I have anything? one really important scene that has to get out of there. It's just yeah. it has to. <laughs> it's Gandalf yeah. getting his staff broken by the Witch King. There is that's that. in the extended cut, yeah. There is no. Oh, that's the extended cut. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. But yeah. there is no way in hell that's happening. There, a, a, someone of his power is not getting. He's sitting on the ground, fearful. It's like 
this is just a corrupt man at the end of the day. Like, there's no way. He took down the Balrog and he can't go up against it. It's just insane. It's so stupid scene, too. I'm so glad they cut it. I'm glad they cut it. I'm glad they cut it. That guy's like, oh, I took his staff. Wait, there's a horn and it's a bunch of feeble men riding in on horses. It's like, it's like I got to go take care of that. Like, what are you talking about? There's like 30,000 orcs on the ground, dude. That's hilarious. Uh, Any, like, under like missed scenes um, or any like little moments you want to call out as like, Ooh, these are special. Maybe, you know, maybe you never noticed that before. I have a really funny thing. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's something I always hear alluded to. So, you know, that big ugly ass orc that's leading the battle into Gondor. Apparently it's supposed to look like Harvey Weinstein. And I think that's hilarious. And I love that so much. Peter Jackson uh, was not a fan. Yeah. So try to make it one movie instead of three. Right. Yeah. How long is that movie? Yeah. That's, that's like, he deserved to be portrayed in that fashion. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a great one. Peter Jackson ahead of his time yet again. How did that guy get to be like the leader of that army? He had like a gimp arm. Yeah, half of his body was unused. Yeah, uh, just like, what what was so special? Huge dick. Yeah, I I love the moment where they toss that fucking giant ass stone and he looks at it in the sky and everyone gets out of the way and then he just moves to the side and spits on it. I was just like, (laughs) Shut the fuck up. It's my second least favorite <laughs> scene, like, by the way. Where are you? Well, I was like, where are you going with You're this? Like, I thought you were about to think he was like badass or No, something. it's not badass at all. I don't I don't know who the fuck that guy is. He shows up in the last movie. It's Harvey. It's Harvey. Yeah. Um, okay. Actually, the moment we've all been waiting for. Let's wrap up all three of these movies. Guys, we got to pick a main character, a favorite one. I suspect a lot of people have the same ones, but I, I'm hoping for some um, differences here. Uh, Clay, kick us off. Who's your favorite character in all the Lord of the Rings movies? I mean, Aragorn is daddy, but I think that uh, so much of this, like already some of them drag, but like so many of these scenes don't work without Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, he has to be, he has such, like, a tough job in this movie because, like, those scenes, a lot of them can be, like, a lot slower than the rest of the movie. And Frodo, I mean, same with, honestly, with Elijah Wood because his job is really, because it's just, like, he has to be unlikable but also the main character of the story. And it's not, you know, the ring's obviously taking hold of him. But, like, there's such a, like, going back to Layla's point about Sam's speech at the end, like, he is, like, the heart of this movie. And he's, like, everything that's, like, good that they're fighting for. And um, I just think, like, so many of those scenes with um, with Gollum and Frodo and, you know, they're just honestly, like, walking. And he, he brings so much depth to those scenes. And he's like who you're rooting for at the end. He's like showing that like things can be good again. Like it's, I just think that Sam is, um, Sean Aston was like so good in these movies. Um, so it's a hard, it's a hard choice because Aragon is like my guy too. But, um, I think, I think Sean Aston, he really kind of pulls it all together. Yeah, I agree. Um, Samwise Gamgee is like the heart and soul of these movies. If you think about every single theme that's in these movies, like, strength love resilience friendship fighting for good in the world who does that but sam um also like i think my favorite thing in all the lord of the rings 
canon is that in the books, when the ring is trying to like tempt Sam and like show him what he could do with his power, it kind of looks into your soul. And what it shows Sam is um, Mordor overrun with like flowers and trees because like Sam is like a gardener and all he wants to do is garden. And he's just so pure that like the ring can't understand like, oh yeah, just gardens and trees everywhere. Um, I and I just love it. And that speech that he gives, like Layla mentioned, like I quote that speech to myself whenever I need motivation or like oh. things are hard. It's, I just like play it over in my brain. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Um, Samwise. Thinking of the ring being so confused when he's just like flowers and <laughs> trees and Mordor. He's yeah. like, who the fuck like, what is the this fuck guy? Is this? <laughs> He's like, holy shit, this guy might turn me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyone else have any... Who's your favorite character? I... Oh, Layla. No, no, no. Go ahead, Aaron. I'll talk after. Aragorn. I mean, easily. Yeah. He's like... he He's who I want to be still. I want to grow up to be Aragorn. I'm trying to get my hair like him if I can. But, um, no, it's just he's just like... A leader of men does everything from the right perspective, like the right. He's just very principle driven, always going to do the right thing. Um, passionate, has a hot elf lady. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to stop because you can just go on and on and on. He was so well cast for that, even though he doesn't like fit the definition in the book necessarily. Yeah, um, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's just the one. I think everyone's like, wow. I, I need more of him in my life. And yep. yeah. Um, yeah, I think like subjectively, it's definitely Aragorn for me. But if I'm just thinking about like the movie, not necessarily like characters necessarily, like I feel like in the same way that Sam gives you something that you very much need on this, like other half of the movie with him and Frodo, like this is just a random choice, but I'm doing it to add something to the conversation. But I do think that Gimli's like, comedic relief and the tone that he brings to the other side of the fellowship. I think these movies would have been very different if they didn't have that. Like no one else provides that kind of lightheartedness to those parts of the movies. And I think it would have been really hard to get through three movies that are just super dramatic and really like difficult and sad and hard. And I think that like, he he pulls them together like a family and it makes like because to me and I think I can kind of uh, am I the last one going because I can go into the next um, category actually I think Nick with, I would have also yeah, said go Sam though yeah to be fair okay. Sam and, and Gollum Such are my a full puff two favorites yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason I say this is because I actually think my recast would be Legolas because I think that like he brings very little personality to these movies and he brings very little depth to these movies. And I think Gimli carries the entire trio outside of Aragorn, just being who he needs to be. And like, you know, I just think Legolas could have had more. Like I understand that he's an elf and he needs to be stoic and he needs to be kind of ethereal, but he has no personality. And in the background of every shot, Orlando Bloom looks like an idiot. So I just like, (laughs) I, I feel like <laughs> that's so I just, up yes. to Boromir lying on the ground dead, and he's got that like that such weird a look confused on his face. <laughs> like he's just like, oh, we can die. Like what? Yeah, that happens. That's so funny because he's one of my other favorite characters in the movie. But it's probably because as a kid, I wanted to be him. 
I mean, yeah, everyone I, wanted to it's be changed. Lincoln. It's changed so much for me. Like when I was a kid, we like idolized him. Like Legolas was everything when we were a kid. But as I've gotten oh, yeah. older, I'm just like, what does he bring to these movies? <laughs> like, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's so I think too, I would recast him. Orlando Bloom can be a pretty charismatic actor. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. But I don't even think it's the same guy in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like he he's is. the main character, <laughs> which is the main character with facial he, like, hair. It's kind of just like it's boring. part of why I can't Fair. watch those movies. Like he's just not interesting as a main character for it. But that's a, a subject yeah. for Simran yeah. Baines to. Um, but yeah, any other like <laughs> anyone else recasting someone? Like who else would we recast? Uh, Recasting's oh tough. God. It's uh, like yeah. such a well casted movie. I was like, I know. I how, agree. I feel yeah. like you could get. Um, what was I, th- um, like, she's really, Cape on Chet, like, I, she's, like, one of the greatest actresses alive. Like, how do we get her? But, like, her? I was, like, she's not, like, she's such, like, soft features, and, like, she's, like, she looks so nice and, like, serene all the time. Like, what about, like, Tilda Swinton? Get her in there. Like, yeah. someone that's, like, a little more yeah. menacing, but is, like, an incredible actress. Agreed. Like, something like that, maybe. I don't know. Otherwise, like, this movie is, like... Mm really well cast it's so perfect (laughs) yeah i i have a weird one it's not so i think elijah wood is incredible in this um i've just been having these like arguments where uh and aaron has seen this because it was on on instagram but like i so i think that there are sometimes and there's an actor who plays a role and you can never forget that they're that person and they never really um uh I don't know what the word is, but they never like get past that for you. And I think their entire persona. (laughs) Yeah. I think like Daniel Radcliffe, I'm sorry. Like I hear he's a very good stage actor and and I have like some of the stuff, uh, stuff he's done on the side, but I just like, I can only think of Harry Potter when I think of him, but Elijah Wood for me has totally gone beyond that. And I've loved so many. He's just taken on so many cool indie roles that he's become this whole different actor. And I don't love that he's forever thought of by other people as Frodo. And I think like, this is again, like I wouldn't really recast this, but I think like you could take someone like Dominic Modigan who plays Mary and have him be Frodo and it would still be a really good movie. And then Elijah Wood, we could just have as this like lovely, amazing actor outside of it. That's not, everyone's like, Oh, that's Frodo Baggins, you know? But that's that's a dumb one. But he is uh, Frodo. He is Frodo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for for you guys. But Elijah Wood <laughs> is like so much more than that for me. Um, that's true. I think he's just a terrific actor, and I actually would say like even though he's amazing as Frodo, like I would say it's like probably my least favorite of his performances. Um, fair enough. Yeah. That's fair. Anyone else um, recast? I just want to say on this Legolas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I agree. He means not. Yeah. yeah. Who would we? Put I, I think in he Legolas looks as Legolas. Yeah, he looks like Legolas. I don't think he acts like I would want Legolas to act. I don't think it's maybe Orlando Bloom's fault a little bit, but um, not as. They don't I give him a him. lot. They don't really give him a lot no, either. Like, they don't give, give him a lot. Credit. Yeah, but he he's just making faces in the stoic background and making weird ass faces. So like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it feels like a teenage boy doing it, which is fine. Like Orlando Bloom is probably like twenty in that role, but like Legolas is like hundreds of years old. You know? Yeah, I so I would have maybe played so his faces a different way. I do I do like that these movies. They're not like some of them are really really famous actors, but a lot of them aren't like top top mm-hmm. tier actors. They were starting like, off. Like yeah. Vigo Mortensen had always been good and he's always been like great, but he wasn't like 
this big star, like this A-lister that you would put in this movie. Um, and I know that there was like a lot of like casting decisions, like, like Kate Winslet almost played Eowyn. And I think that just would have been really distracting. She was just way too big at the time after like Titanic. Um, Nicholas Cage was Nicolas in the running Cage for as Aragorn <laughs> is like thank God we didn't get that. Oh man! But I think it was awesome. actually Nicholas Cage was season just in of the, the running witch for too. everything. Nicholas yeah, Cage is like, Legolas. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, I mean, there's oh, like okay. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal as Frodo just would not have worked at all. Um, so I, I I do I, I, I agree. I mean, like ultimately, yeah. You, <laughs> you want to see Jake G as Frodo, dude? I'm a I'm a big Jakey G stand though. He Same. can do anything. Top, he's a top twenty. For he's me, like baby. too handsome to be a little hobbit. Exactly. Yeah. But he was boyish right, at the time. It was before he became like this man. Okay, let's go, Aaron. So I, I, I was because I was having such a hard time. So ones. I made a list of like a few that were fun, and I try to think of some that like who can't you recast? Like Gandalf, you're not touching. Aragorn, you're not touching. Gollum, you're not touching. But I thought, what if you did recast Gollum? What would it look like? And I was thinking James McAvoy could have killed that role or attempted to kill it, but he also could have been Frodo. So you could have had him do both. I really want to see what McAvoy's you guys might think of that. James who? James McAvoy, McAvoy is a solid Frodo. Oh, no. McAvoy. Yeah, that's no. a good one. Yeah, but that's like wit. I guess it's so no. interesting because you have to go back to who he was at the time. Yeah, yeah at the time it doesn't work. It's more yeah, now. Exactly. It's, it's really if you're doing it's it again. Like split. Yes, that's yeah. what made me think of it. And like I said, you're never touching gold. You're never doing it. It's more as if you're doing it now. But other ones, because you have to really do side characters, I thought, for the most part as well. So like Michael Fassbender as Faramir would have been sick. That would have been fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we, calm down. It's crazy because him <laughs> and, and the guy who play <laughs> him and the guy Christ. who play Faramir are also in like the 300 movies. Uh, or, or in 300. I think Michael Fassbender yeah. is one I feel one like it would have been more inter- if we it would like cast this movie if it was today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah I mean, that. that's kind of how I was looking we'll at see it. We'll the entire with, like, cast. Top to bottom. Jacob <laughs> Elordi <laughs> is Legolas. T- uh, Timothy Chalamet is <laughs> <as> Frodo. <laughs> or Pippin. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet as Pippin would we, would be my go-to. Dude, I could work. That I could work. That I got one more for you. Barry Keoghan it's, as uh, Gollum. That was going to be it. Um, Go ahead, Aaron. No, so Grima Wormtongue, I think, was amazingly cast in this movie. I just think he was fun. But yeah. I think if you're doing it today, like Adam Driver as Grima Wormtongue would be very interesting just to see how he would take that. Oh, role. And it's such yeah. a small role, but it's it has way importance too big to of an it. actor to do that. True. Yeah. Physical stature might not work, but okay, that was it. Thanks for playing I my game on that last point. Yeah, all right, that's good. Thank you, Aaron. Um, all right, <laughs> let's let's finish this off. <laughs> Who is the MVP of this series? Um, I I did like a little list of like potential ones, and then if you got another one, you can go for it. Like, who wins this? Well, Layla, clarifying point. 
Oh, no, I was going to say I have one that's not on your list that I okay. think is we should shout out, which is New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. <laughs> and, and shout out to me because I'm going there in February. So suck on Woo. that. Wow. Um, but I think we know that my choice, no matter what, is Howard Shore because we haven't talked about the score yet, but this is probably the, one of the greatest scores ever, ever made. And it, yeah. this movie is not what it is without this score. It just is not. The emotional highs that you go in because of this score, it, without it, it's... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Howard Shore, and, and honestly, he just, like, made these three movies. He's he's had a great career, but he made these three movies and kind of is just like, yeah, it's it. I don't really need to I make any other I ones. I did it. I peaked. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm arguably better than Hans Zimmer and John Williams just on this alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, does anyone, like, so I had listed out, like, Peter Jackson, Howard Shore, mm-hmm. Tolkien, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Elijah Wood... Um, so we, we got a couple, New Zealand, Howard Shore, Abba, do you have like a, who, who wins this series for you? It's Peter Jackson. Mm. Um, like I said, at the top of the show, not including Tom Bombadil is the best thing that Peter Jackson did for the series. It would have been terrible in my opinion. Um, but there's been remakes and like adaptations of Lord of the Rings that have just gone so wrong. And the reason why this works is because it was a labor of love. It could have been rushed. It could have been done for cheaper, faster, all of this stuff. But he just put so much love and care into every single detail. And like, including the score, including all of this other stuff that that's why these movies are great. It is because it is a love story to Tolkien and like taking his work and creating something beautiful out of it. Yeah. So thank you, Peter Jackson. Truly one of the best adaptations yeah. just ever, ever made. Oh, like it's just absolutely. It's remarkable how much detail went into making these movies. It's yeah. kind of wild. That, so- yeah, no, sorry. Abba. Oh, I was gonna say, I know some people are upset about like the choices made between like the books and the movies, but it works so well. So well. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And you shot sorry, it all, all consecutively, which I think makes this work so well because they don't look like two, like not a year older, yeah. a year yeah. older and all that. And he, like, I yeah. mean, we talked about, like, the the Men of the Mountain and stuff. Like, he actually, I saw that he actually, like, didn't want to include that. But he thought that, like, he realized he had, like, to do fan service. And he's like, they would have came after me if I didn't. But he, like, yeah. even he saw what we, a lot of us saw where we're like, eh, I don't know about that <laughs> that part. But, um, yeah, I think it's got to be Peter Jackson. I mean, it's yeah. it's such an undertaking doing something like this that's been around for so long and so many people, like, love so dearly. Like, it's just adapting a book is a whole thing. You know, like, you have Harry Potter people that are – there's just – people will never be fully satisfied, but I feel like this is one of those that, that people, people are like – people yeah. yeah <laughs> they're, like, pretty yeah. sad. And I think the, the Hobbit hurt his – credit a little bit just but that, honestly then that was almost more i bet studios were probably pulling his leg to you know make it into another trilogy because they saw mm-hmm. the money coming in and cgi was like to a point where people were like you it has to be done this way it's cheaper the practical effects are take longer mm-hmm. all this stuff so i don't put it fully on him but i feel like that kind of hurts his reputation a little bit maybe unjustly but i think it's got to be peter jackson yeah, um, Aaron or Nick, you guys got another choice? I think objectively it's Peter Jackson, but I had never realized until this time how much Sean Astin is just feasting in these movies. Like, he is, his performance is, like, uh, really stood out to me, this this rewatch. But I think objectively the MVP is Peter Jackson. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with Peter Jackson. And I don't think it's fair to put Tolkien in there just because he, like, created this whole world and is, like, the father of fantasy. So the adaptation-wise, it's got to be Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no disagreements yeah, totally. here. I think, like, like New Line Cinema also just, like, did such a fucking good job producing these, like, giving Peter Jackson the budget that he needed. And honestly, like... It's kind of crazy because Peter Jackson's resume isn't, like, that impressive outside of Lord of the Rings. So to, like, trust him to do that, really cool. And he absolutely fucking nailed it. And he gave his heart and soul into these movies. Um, And um, there's just, like, so many, you know, especially with creating these, like, theatrical cuts of this, like, so much time has to go into like figuring out what is actually necessary to give to the public and like dealing with fantasy, you know, uh, fans and stuff like it's tough. It's never, it's never an easy um, like process to um, bring this to light without pissing off fans and without like caring about bringing in new people. And I think that this is why these movies will stand the test of time. Um, on that note, uh, kill, fuck, Mary, Frodo, Mary Pippin. Well, we kill Pippin. Yeah. <laughs> we marry Sam. He's fucking annoying. <laughs> we marry Sam. We marry Sam we, and we you fuck Frodo. fuck Frodo. I'm okay with that. Forget about it later. I didn't Miriam say Sam. Sam. Not Sam. I, I didn't put Sam for Mary a reason. Pippin. It's Mary and Pippin. Sorry that oh, if it's like... Oh, Ma- I'll marry Mary. I'm yeah. fine with marrying Mary. Okay. <laughs> Look, marry Mary, fuck Pippin, kill Frodo. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Sam. You'll fuck Pippin? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fun ass hang. He's that would be just... such a weird fuck. Like, that would just be so weird. No, because no. right cleaner. afterwards, he would serenade you. <laughs> I, yeah. I just... Uh, there's so- He's got something. I think like, I'm okay with like, like Frodo's like great. haunted eyes, you know. Like I need a little bit of like, <laughs> that, like dark <laughs> <little> emotion. <laughs> Pippin is one of those like I can fix him type situations, you know. <laughs> Frodo the haunted. Frodo, he's. I feel like he would just way too much eye contact. Yeah, yeah. 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 They'd be kind of strictly scary missionary. <laughs> oh, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like the girl and forget. I got Sarah one more. Marshall. Fuck Mary, kill. <laughs> Shellob okay, the spider, it. the cave troll, and the Balrog. Oh man, I'm marrying that Balrog. Oh Balrog, damn. Yeah, fuck the Balrog, right? That just seems like an no. adventure. Whoa. <laughs> if you marry it, though, you have so much power. <laughs> Real insight into Layla there. Um, I want to get tore up. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> You gotta you know marry what? the Balrog. We He's can a marry the spider. It's really big. Yeah, so. exactly. He's provide. He yeah. provide. Yeah. He's a homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was the third one? Shell of the spider, and the cave troll, cave troll, and the Balrog. Wait, and and the Balrog is in the area where there's all that stuff that makes you like live forever, right? Yeah. Like that's what they talk about in the TV show. So like, hell yeah, marry the Balrog. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Live forever with my true love, the Balrog. Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then kill kill the troll and fuck the spider. Definitely kill the troll. No, kill the spider. I'll fuck the troll. Yeah. I'm I mean, marrying the spider. Scary. He'll pro- he'll provide for everything. Yeah, he's got, a lot of food. Bad. He's got a meals on deck. So many meals. Yeah, 
Different kind of for homeowner, sure. too. For sure. Yeah, he's also a homeowner. And I, mm, yeah. <laughs> and guys, I'm really glad we did this exercise. I think this was really important. <laughs> yeah. um, I think our listeners are really going to appreciate how we've changed up our podcast a little bit to, to include not one, but four of those questions. <laughs> Find out which um, mythical beast we'd rather have sex with. Yeah. Right, should this, we... This is going a little long, so I don't know. Should like, we just throw out, like couple of us throw out your rankings so we know where yeah. we're at at the end of this all so mine 100 percent is easy two one three what whoa two two is my favorite the one with the menu quote <laughs> <laughs> no two is my favorite i've always okay. said this i always have felt like how i helms deep is one of the greatest battles i've ever witnessed yeah, in okay. anything ever <laughs> but like two is the perfect combination of world building and storyline and action for me okay. and one is just too important to me like the building of this world is just everything to me and i've said it three i have a lot of problems with so next ava <laughs> um if you ask me objectively what the best movies are Two and three, I agree. My favorites and what I'm watching, three, two, one. Mm. Whoa. All right, Aaron? Uh, I go <laughs> with my favorite in order is one, three, two. Okay. Fellowship's I ride with I like, I like, I, I, I love, I love one Aaron. being first. Yep. I like that. I agree I like with that. I ride with Aaron and Nick. I ride with Aaron and Nick. Let's go, boys. For okay. Rohan. For Rohan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. While wow, we did it. Glory. I think I'm the same. It's tough because I, I also have men, a lot of issues men. with Return of the King, and I do think that one is tough. I love rewatching one, but it's a lot of exposition and stuff that I already know. But it's just, uh, I think that's purely. That's why I like, go with two. <laughs> the most, the best fancy one. Two is like so silly. Too, it's, too many trees. Yeah. In the, in the <laughs> I am no tree. Uh, oh my god, we did it. Yeah, um, we did it. Um, Layla, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, this is kind of like, I feel like maybe everyone pitch in, but I know I'm sure Aaron, me, and Ava have many a list of recommendations for, yep. you know, series, movies, but also I know that Ava and I have a lot of fantasy books we would like to recommend off of uh, this podcast. So, um, Aaron, do you want to kind of start? Do you have anything you want to recommend? Yeah, sure. I think my, my favorite series outside of this is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Um, really? Amazing. Okay. No, I mean, there's 14 books in it. Um, the They did just come out oh, with the yeah. series. Do, I thought, do you mean the show so, or the books? The books, specifically. Are we doing show? Okay. Well, then also the show. <laughs> I'm also recommending the show. It's really fun. It's a little different okay. than the books. It's much more grown up. Um, yeah. But the, yeah, from a book definitely. perspective, <laughs> I, the, it's just like one of the greatest fantasy series of all times. And then um, if we're staying, I'm just staying with books really quick because Brandon Sanderson had to finish that. His other series, the Stormlight Archive, while it's only four books in to the series, mm-hmm. is phenomenal. So definitely recommend those. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like in general, Ava and I talked a really long time last night about this. I don't. I don't know if we there's did. like an insane amount of incredible fantasy adaptations out there. I think there are fun ones that aren't like that. Don't necessarily like live up to the amazingness of the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter worlds. But Ava and I will always recommend for sure the first season of The Witcher. It's very enjoyable. It doesn't yeah. like. It certainly doesn't necessarily continue as incredibly, but we we love the first season of The Witcher. The books are great. They're very fun. Um, I always recommend Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb as a really mm-hmm. fun fantasy series, and um, I recommend that wholeheartedly. But I'm going to just say a couple of more modern ones, and then Nava can kind of 
go off of that. Um, Jade City is a really fun, more modern fantasy book. Anything by N.K. Jemisin, I think, is great. She's a female black author in, in the fantasy world, and I think we should be hyping her up more than she gets. Um, but I also love, just for like the sake of like fun fantasy watches, Golden Compass and Stardust are just really fun fantasy movies, and like certainly not perfect by any means, but they both have stacked casts, and... They're just very silly and enjoyable. So I think both of those movies are always recommendations that I give. Yeah, um, I'll just round it out. I also had Starlight Archive on my list, but uh, Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, it's not clear if you'll ever finish the series. He needs to hurry up, um, but it's a great one. Uh, Throne of Glass, YA fantasy. Woo-hoo! A lot of fun. Yeah, love it. So fun. Um, the, of course, the Lord of the Rings books. And then um, if you want something similar to the Lord of the Rings books, the Wizard of Earthsea, Ursula Le Guin, um, really fun. Um, and then as for movies, I was just thinking, I don't know, for some reason, Gladiator just came to mind when I think of Lord of the Rings. Um, so I'll recommend that. Yeah, I, I, I got a couple Anything too. Else? I mean, well, first yeah. of all, I, I really recommend the Lord of the Rings series. I don't I don't understand the hate. I, I think that <laughs> Amazon really fucked up by just way overpaying for its shows and I'd like it it works. Like I think the CGI yeah, is incredible in it, but it is it's just gonna turn out it's pro- we're not gonna see the the finished product because Like it's not going to we're not going to see it all the way through because they spent way too much on it. They're shifting everything around and people didn't also plug. We have an episode on the show as well. So if you want to go back and listen to all of our fun thoughts on. Yeah, we talked about that with House of the Dragon. And I, I, I mean, like spoiling that episode like i really like Lord of the Rings like more than House of the Dragon, which is like much more popular. Um uh, in terms of book series, this is sci-fi, so it's not really in the fantasy element. But no, we um, love it. I think the Red <laughs> Rising series is fucking mm. amazing. Um, I couldn't recommend it enough. Like I, I love it so much. Um, and um, I need to read. There's like a newer trilogy of it too that I need to read. Um, I also, in that same vein, but kind of a little bit more in the fantasy realm, is um, um, the Passage. Um, that series was really good by Justin Cronin. Um, that's like the vampire like uh, apocalypse type one with like inmates getting that. Um, and then um, in terms of movies, I like to go really dark with my fantasy movies. So like I absolutely adore Pan's Labyrinth, uh, uh, obviously. Mm. But one that I just I can't stop thinking about over the last few years, I just think is so brilliant, is The Green Knight by David Lowry. Um, Great. I I think it's a tough one to get into and to understand, but if you see it all the way through, it's just like remarkable. Um, I also feel like I should, uh, you just reminded me when you said you went dark. um, When I said there aren't like a ton of amazing adaptations, Neil Gaiman is an incredible author and so many of Neil Gaiman's work has been adapted. (laughs) He has, you know, two TV shows now. He has Coraline. Like he has so much work out there and it's always really dark and very fun. So get on the Neil Gaiman train if you haven't. Um, but Clay, do you have recommendations for anything that you love? I mean, you guys kind of covered it. I, I don't read <laughs> as much as all of you. So know I'm a, I know that um, <laughs> Brittany is really enjoying uh, Throne of Glass right now. She's been oh, it's reading so that. good. It's so, so good. Um, I, but I, that's as far, that's as much I know about that. Uh, I haven't love read it. a single page of it. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I, 
I think this. What's interesting? I think this is my first time doing a full rewatch of these movies since the uh, series Rings of Power came out. So it was kind of interesting because I don't I don't have the knowledge of the books like uh, many of you do. So it was interesting kind of seeing uh, the these movies after that series came out um, and a lot of the backstory that I didn't really know yeah, so about. Fun. So um, I would say that was kind of interesting rewatching these this time. Totally. But, um, couldn't agree more Love with it. the recommendations. Nicholas, oh, yeah. do you have anything for us? Just the basics. Um, it is a great read, uh, and I'm still limping through the Game of Thrones books. So I would also recommend if you like the series to try to read them. Although every time there's an Arya chapter for a little while, it is a slog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. True. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate having you. You're all very, Yay. very close friends of the pod. Ava um, probably engages with us the most on Instagram, so we appreciate you yeah, so much. Yeah, she does. Yay. Um, Big fan. We can't wait to have you back on. And Clay and Aaron, you know you're always welcome, so thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of Facing Off, just uh, hit that subscribe button, please. Uh, we got some more coming out. We are going to slow down our pace a little bit of how we release the episodes because we really want to find ones that everyone is really interested in. We don't want to do a lot of like under the radar ones, but we will always recommend um, those under the radar things that we would um, suggest that you watch. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Just look up Facing Off Pod. And you can find us on Threads. Just look up Facing Off Pod. You can find us on Twitter. Just look up Facing Off Pod. And if you wanted to get... I know, like, we talked about three three-hour-plus movies. Like, if you got a lot of thoughts, we, we didn't cover everything. I know we didn't. If you're really pissed off that you weren't on this episode, <laughs> Kevin, um, hopefully you listened this far. Um, and you can let us know via email. I want to see a whole essay about what we got wrong, uh, what we missed. Uh, send it to facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Nick, send us off, buddy. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs>